This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host. Welcome, everyone. This is the Meaningful Sport Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Ronkainen. Meaningful Sport is a series of discussions on the why and how involvement in sport and physical activity can be an important part of a life worth living. If you are interested in the theme, you might also want to check out MeaningfulSport.com. There you can find podcast show notes, read a blog, and access many resources for further explorations of Meaningful Sport. Welcome everyone. I've been very much looking forward to today's conversation on the recent developments and ideas surrounding meaningful physical education. As the listeners probably know, Meaningful P is a framework developed in the last few years that has resonated with many researchers and practitioners. The focus is on prioritizing meaningful experiences and the starting point that movement has the opportunity to enrich young people's lives. And thus the framework is something that provides an alternative to utilitarian and health-oriented perspectives on physical education. But as a new approach, like any of new approaches, there are loads of interesting debates and conversations on what meaningful PE is and what it is not. And we will explore some of these today. I have the pleasure to discuss with Dr. Stephanie Benny, whose work has played an important role in developing the meaningful PE framework. Stephanie has completed her doctorate at Brock University in Canada, and currently she is a postdoctoral researcher at the Norwegian School of Sports Sciences in Oslo. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. I've been very much looking forward to meeting you and having the conversation today. Thank you. I've been looking forward to it as well. And so just to get started, I'm excited that you are now in Oslo, and so I spent some time in that institute as well. And I look forward to hearing your experiences and all the new ideas you are developing at the moment. But shall we start just a little bit of reflections on completing your PhD and finishing this journey? How do you feel about it and how do you look back at that stage uh, of your work? Yeah, I so I just completed my PhD in July of last year. And basically my research, as you know, it was focused around meaningful experiences in physical education. So I worked with a group of 12 teachers in Ontario, in Canada, who uh, were implementing these ideas from the Meaningful PE approach in their classroom across two school years. So focused a lot on their experience of of the actual implementation process, as well as the, the professional development initiative that I used to support their learning. And then I also uh, did a little bit of a concurrent self-study where I looked at my experience of becoming a facilitator of teachers' continuous professional development. So um, it was a really great experience for me, Um, still, you know, working through some of that in publishing and so forth from that project. And as you said, now I I have moved over and I'm working as a postdoc, postdoctoral researcher here at the Norwegian School of Sports Sciences in Oslo, though I I still spend a lot of my time in Canada, but uh, I am in Oslo at the moment. So I'm, I'm kind of continuing a research agenda 
around meaning and meaningfulness in physical education and presently exploring some possibilities and directions for uh, for where more work on this topic might go and sort of different pathways in different directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exciting. And I mentioned in the introduction that many of our listeners have certainly heard about meaningful physical education. And we had a really nice conversation with Deirdre and Tim, yeah, one and a half years ago, something like this. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think still for maybe some some listeners, this is not something that they heard about so much. And so it's still relatively new. So maybe just provide kind of your perspective on what you feel, what is like the biggest value of meaningful PE and some of the key ideas that underpin this approach. Yeah, well, when we're talking about meaningful PE, or obviously this idea is, you know, facilitating meaningful experiences for students. So um, first of all, let me just say that when I'm talking about something being meaningful, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of a lot of Scott Kretschmar's work, uh, where he defines meaningfulness as something that's full of personal significance. So it's not necessarily just something that has a meaning, but something that becomes really uh, significant to me. And so the the idea behind a meaningful PE is to aim for experiences that are meaningful in that sense that they are personally significant, but also that are positive because something can be significant without necessarily being positive or what Dewey might refer to as educative, those experiences that kind of draw students back to to wanting that continuity of experience, wanting to experience this again and again. So I guess if I could give a little bit of, of background on my journey and sort of what's brought me here. I was introduced to these ideas about meaningfulness and started to think about what meaningful PE might look like as an undergraduate student. Um, and to me at that point, it resonated with me, you know, as a as a coach, as a physical education teacher, I thought this is what I want for my students. I This is what I experienced in movement that made me want to be a phys ed teacher, want to be a youth sport coach. And so, um, I thought, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. But there was this question in my mind about, well, how will we actually do that? What will it look like for a practitioner to actually move towards these meaningful experiences? And I felt like there was less of an answer <laughs> for that question. And maybe there still is, I'm not sure. But um, kind of the jumping off point for me in getting involved in this work with Tim and Deirdre was uh, this review of literature that we conducted um, sort of starting in 2016, and it was published in Quest in 2017. And essentially what we were wanting to do was listen to the voices of young people in physical education and youth sport-based contexts where, um, you know, in these papers where researchers had placed an explicit focus on talking to young people about what was making those experiences meaningful or not in these movement-based contexts. And Essentially, that review found support for Kretschmar's ideas that, you know, meaningful experiences are often centered around social interaction, fun, challenge, increased motor competence, and delight. And, you know, that concept of delight was a little bit harder to identify in the literature, but we kind of expect that it would be. And then to that list, we, from this review, we added this concept uh, of personally relevant learning, um, particularly in physical education, that students were looking for sort of this understanding of what am I learning in PE? Why does it matter? And then how does it 
relate to my life outside of the classroom. So kind of just wanting to understand the value or the relevance of this, these experiences. So having completed this review, kind of the next question for me that I was interested in answering is, well, how will these insights or these understandings inform practice? So for me, um, as well as Kira Griffin, who was a graduate student at the time at Mary Immaculate College in uh, in Ireland, we started conducting um, some self-studies where we looked at our own practice of, okay, we've got these this list of features, as we've called them. We, we sort of have some understanding that these might influence the young people, the, the experiences that young people have in physical education, and how might we actually allow this to inform our practice. So we did some self-studies. Um, around the same time, our research team worked with a, a group of teachers at an international school in Saudi who were doing something similar, saying, how will this inform our practice? And then into my doctoral research following my self-studies, doing the same sort of thing with a pilot group of teachers in Ireland and then a group of teachers in Canada. And all of this work kind of leading up to the development and the refinement of what we've called the meaningful PE approach. So essentially the, the main ideas in a nutshell of what meaningful PE is now is an approach to physical education instruction where the facilitation of meaningful experiences for the learners becomes the prioritized filter for teachers' decision-making. So that could be in their planning, uh, their pedagogical decision-making, and their teaching in terms of assessment and so forth. And so the, the main ideas or pedagogical ideas that we think move towards these types of experiences at this point, we think that would be uh, including democratic pedagogy. So things like engaging students in decision-making, allowing them to make some choices for themselves, providing autonomy support and opportunities to advocate for themselves and others, as well as reflective pedagogy. So engaging students in, in goal setting and in reflection and conversations that would allow them to identify the types of things that do or don't make experiences in movement meaningful for them and how they can translate that into other contexts. And then using those features of meaningful PE that came through from the work of Kretschmar and from that review of literature and perhaps others that we haven't yet identified to facilitate a sort of shared language and a way to reflect and engage in some of those conversations and hopefully move toward meaningful PE experiences as a collective endeavor and then also you know giving students that language or that ability to reflect and take that with them outside of the classroom and into other movement contexts and so forth so that was maybe a long version of the short answer of kind of an overview of what meaningful PE is at this point yeah yeah and when you mentioned that this framework is still something that is evolving and you're looking at identifying other meaningful experiences. So when re reviewing the literature, I think the one of the problems, so to speak, is often that loads of studies are done in a Euro-American context. And so I wonder if any of these examples about meaningful PE also exist in, in other cultural contexts, because we might also see some different ideas and ways that a movement might be meaning, meaningful in a different cultural setting. Absolutely. And that's a, a big ask on our list of sort of where to go next with research in meaningful PE. We have um, had the privilege of working a little bit with, with teachers in different contexts, but in most of those cases, they are in 
international schools, which is in many ways a very privileged context in the, you know, um, in the sense that they're private, they've got a lot of really wonderful resources at their disposal and things like that. So definitely some big questions about taking this into other contexts and what it might look like, which is not something we've yet had the opportunity to dive into. So I think there's, there are a lot of research questions there um, and, and avenues for different people to go in terms of answering some of those questions. But I agree, very important as a way forward. Yeah. And then in your PhD work, you were focused on looking at that kind of how and why teachers implement meaningful PE in their work. What was your kind of the entry point they've been used to working from a certain perspective and then you're bringing in these ideas? How was the experience? Could they kind of integrate it to what they were already doing or did it require some kind of shift in the way that they were approaching their work? Yeah, I think generally the teachers now, obviously, in terms of the context of the study, you know, we we sort of sent out an invitation to PE teachers in the school board that we were working with and all of the teachers who participated came saying this sounds really interesting to me I want to participate so it makes sense that there was a level of buy-in a level of saying um, these ideas about meaningfulness they resonate with me and it's something that I you know that's in my practice or that I want to have in my practice so Obviously, that's important in terms of where the teachers were coming from. But I think for most of the teachers in our study, there was uh, this sort of perspective when we were introducing them to our ideas about meaningfulness and about meaningful PE, that a lot of these things already existed in their practice and they were doing the majority, if not all of this already. And so, you know, working with them across two years, it was very interesting Um to see how their perceptions changed over time. And that for a lot of them who came to the study saying, yeah, this is already in my practice, you know, it went in different directions. Some of them realizing that maybe it wasn't as much in their practice as they thought it was. But I think for a lot of them, the main sort of thought or idea or takeaway was that it was something that was in their minds, but they weren't necessarily making explicit or they thought they were doing this, but then when it came to actually reflecting on it or, um, you know, having one of us observe in their classroom or whatever it might be, they were realizing, may, maybe haven't done this as much or brought it to the student's attention as much as I thought I was. And so it became this opportunity to be more intentional in their practice. And as much as that might seem very, you know, very close, and it was in many ways very close to what they're currently doing, it was a journey that did take this full two years for them to really get to this place of maybe questioning some assumptions or the way they had been doing things or the way they were thinking about their practice and looking to bring more of an explicit prioritization on meaningfulness. And then, of course, engaging with their students in reflection. And for a lot of them, that was new especially in, in PE, there tended to be this idea that, oh, we've got to keep the kids moving. They've got to be busy. They've got to be active. And so there wasn't time to be reflective. There wasn't time to listen to the students' voices, or at least not in a very deep or meaningful sort of way, maybe like a, give me a thumbs up if you liked that, or a thumbs down if you didn't, you know, that that type of reflective activity. But taking the students a little bit deeper, I think, allowed the the teachers to see that sometimes there were some differences between what they thought they were communicating or what they thought they were moving towards and, and what the students were giving back to them. And then some interesting pieces in terms of being able to ask students 
kind of what's making this meaningful or what's not making this meaningful for you and and seeing that some of what they thought the students would say was maybe different to how the students were actually responding and so I think there that you know even though some of these ideas were quite close or they did resonate quite deeply with the teachers there was still room for them to um, to look for ways and it's not like these things resonated 100% with every teacher. It, some of them, uh, I'd like to bring this piece into my practice, but that piece I could do without. And that that was, you know, totally fine for us as well in terms of us coming to this study, wanting to hear from teachers and wanting to refine the ideas that we had that were so largely based in our own practice up to that point. And so for us, very meaningful to see what was resonating with the teachers and what wasn't. But yeah, the main things I think for the teachers were looking at how meaningful PE does or doesn't align with their philosophy, their beliefs about PE, their previous experiences, and these types of things. And then their students being a huge piece as well. How are my, my students responding to this? Is this something that's resulting in positive outcomes for my students? And those types of things, they tended to be um, kind of the big factors. And then, of course, you've got administrative things and, and constraints like time and money and all of these things that are factoring in as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. You mentioned one of the tensions in these teachers' experiences or how to how to implement the meaningful PE was the idea that the children should be active as much as possible in most of the class. And this is one of the critiques of physical education that sometimes there is very little movement. So this is the other side of the coin. And so then they maybe had challenges in terms of implementing these more reflective moments in what they do. And I wonder if you have any examples of what would be a good practice or how to do these reflections, because we know that meaning is such a difficult concept. It's quite difficult to do interviews with adults and kind of try to get them, you know, to talk about what is meaningful, because it's often quite implicit, but not easy to articulate. And I assume that having these conversations with children is like even even more challenging. So how did the teachers go about these reflections and how do you articulate some of these things that are quite challenging to maybe talk about? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think a, a lot of it, I think, is beginning with or aiming to begin with a shared understanding of what are we talking about when we talk about meaningful, because the word meaning and the word meaningful might not actually be helpful with students. And so we can talk about meaning and meaningfulness without necessarily using those words. And uh, to some extent, you know, it might be, we can talk, depending on how old the students are. And I think getting to a, a place, it might look different with different students and different groups of students, but um, talking at a very basic level about enjoyment or what's important to you, what feels valuable or significant and those types of things, or what makes you want to come back you know, to movement again and again. It might not just be fun. It might, it's because they might think of enjoyment as fun, but what are the types of things that make you say, I want to repeat this experience? I would love to take this with me outside of PE and experience more of this and those types of things. So, kind of having some conversation with the students that fosters a shared understanding of what it is we mean, what it is we're trying to get at and understand, and creating an atmosphere where the students can share their perspectives, ask questions, even be, I don't want to say be critical, but uh, be very open about saying what's working for me and what's not working for me in this context. And one of the things that, that we found quite helpful with Meaningful PE 
And with the idea of these features, I, I think those those features, social interaction, fun, challenge, those things tend to, to be or to feel fairly accessible for teachers and maybe a, a, an easy starting point in terms of this is something I can actually take to my students and talk to my students about and with and use that. One of the things that's come out again and again in the research we've done with teachers is that it becomes an easy way to fa to facilitate a shared language, a way to say, you know, we've got to reflect on this. We want to talk about this so that we can understand the students' perspectives. And, you know, students understand fun. They understand wanting to have a challenge and those types of things. They understand the value of social interactions. Maybe not in those terms. Maybe not, what is the quality of your social interactions today with primary students? Like, we don't need to use that language, but using terms that allow them to talk about what's working for you here in terms of, of being with other people. You know, is it positive to work with a partner? Is it positive to have some opportunities to work by yourself? What can I do as the teacher to support you more in these experiences and having those conversations around social interaction, around what's making it fun or not, around having an appropriate, finding that appropriate level of challenge and making sure that all students, you know, with their varying abilities are able to experience that appropriate level of challenge. So kind of being able to facilitate some of that discussion in age-appropriate language. Now, in terms of how we make that happen in a way that, to what we were just talking about, balances the need for movement. Like we don't think that PE should be, you know, sit in a circle and share for 45 minutes or anything like that. But, but that, you know, there should be a lot of opportunities for high quality movement and then also some opportunities to engage in reflection. Because if we're talking about meaning, so much of ascribing meaning and, and being able to, to think about what an experience means happens in that reflection afterwards and being able to look back and, and talk about that experience and think about that experience. So even if it's a short time, giving students the opportunity to go a little bit deeper than just, I liked it or I didn't, but asking those questions about, well, why did I like it? What did I like about it? What, what am I not liking about this? Because it, it sort of enables our students to think about the types of movements that do and don't work for them, the types of, well, I know that I like to work with a partner. And so in terms of staying active outside of school and looking for movement opportunities in other areas in my life, I know that I need to look for something that's going to involve that social interaction piece. And because we want to facilitate that with students, there does need to be a little bit of that reflection. So I think with younger students, they might be quicker. Um, you know, it might be, let me get you moving and get your heart beating heavy and you're tired and you need a second to catch your breath and now I can talk to you for 30 seconds or a minute or whatever it might be. Um, and as they get older, it might be a little bit more and it might be some of some written reflections or I think with classroom teachers, there's great opportunities to, uh, to work some of that into, okay, now that PE is done and we're working on some sort of a writing piece, we can write reflectively about PE and those types of things. As a PE specialist, it, it can be a little bit different, but I think there are a lot of really creative ways to work that in mm -hmm. and, and to take those opportunities. But personally, I think they are very valuable and it is something that's worth taking time for if we're going to prioritize meaning and meaningfulness. Yeah. And that idea that perhaps these reflections could also be done later on in the classroom if the teacher has the opportunity. Yeah. And some some teachers we've worked with find creative ways also to to work them into 
uh, movement things like uh, we're stretching, we're cooling down. Now it's something that's very relaxed and we're going to be social anyway. It might be an opportunity, you know, to work some of that in. But I think in either case, there there's value in finding the time. Yeah. And then I'm curious about your thoughts on these components of meaningful P. And Scott Kretschmar has written also critically about different approaches that are supposedly meaningful, but what he argue are not. And I had the pleasure to talk to him in the podcast earlier at the beginning of this year. And he's also critical of fun is one of the things that he's sometimes criticizing, that just having fun is not the same as having meaningful experiences. And you mentioned that you also incorporate his thinking or his concept of delight, which is then a little bit more mystical in a way, or kind of what what is it and what is it not. And with Scott, we also talked about kind of the value of these more challenging experiences that might be quite difficult at some point as you're engaging with them and you're doing something that his example was like a long mountain bike ride. And it's not actually before you get fit, it might not be that fun all the time. And then in Meaningful PE, you do have challenging experiences it's an important component but so is fun so what are, what are your thoughts in terms of what kind of fun are you getting at and kind of keeping scott's uh, critiques in mind as well when you think about that in meaningful pe mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a great question and a great point and something that's really important to think about and one of the things we've written about a little bit in relation to fun is this idea that it is uh important but not um exclusive. It's not enough on its own, I think, to just have fun. Because what is the difference between physical education and recess or um, video games or whatever? You know, anything uh, can be fun for students, for you. Not anything, but lots of things can be fun and not necessarily meaningful and then not necessarily a learning experience. And I, and I do think in physical education that there should be some learning and the development of motor skills and cognitive skills and all kinds of things. So um, I think absolutely that that the value in these different features or these different aspects is in balancing them. And I think there does need to be some immediate enjoyment, which is what we think of with fun. But at the same time, I think it's there can be very positive experiences in PE that are not fun, that are not enjoyable in the moment. And and as athletes as movers ourselves we we know that because we've experienced that you know training for something that's very challenging that's very difficult is often not fun in the moment but it can you know that sense of delight of of being so caught up in the moment when you've achieved that challenge when you're you know competing in that race that you've prepared for or whatever it might be we know the value of those experiences as as even being even deeper than fun right and maybe more valuable than fun And that's a conversation that I, as a teacher, have had with my students or tried to be very intentional about having with my students that we're going to have fun in here. We want to have fun in the gym. But at the same time, we also want to have experiences that uh, that can be foundational to something that's deeper than fun, that's more than just fun. And it can be challenging for them to see that because in the moment they want everything to be fun, everything to be enjoyable. But I think, again, going back to reflection and goal setting, where we can say, look, we've got 10 weeks of this, and we want to be able to look back and say this was a fun 10 weeks, but 
we might not be able to say that every moment or every lesson was very fun because we were, it was challenging, but that challenge is allowing us to have fun in the future, is allowing us to experience something that might be, might be delightful, might be joyful for us in the future. And so I think it's important to, to have those conversations as a teacher, as a practitioner. I think it's important to think beyond fun, to think about those challenges, to think about things that might not be immediately enjoyable, but are, are laying a foundation. And that was one of the things that, that was a, a big takeaway for me from doing a self-study about my own experience of, of learning to foster these meaningful experiences in my own teaching practice was saying, you know, I think we've got to think about meaningfulness, not just in the short term, but in the long term. It's probably unreasonable to think that every day when my students walk out of here, they're going, this was a 10 out of 10 lesson. It was so meaningful, so fun, you know, that might not be the best approach in terms of creating experiences that are relevant, that that do have that learning piece, that do have that challenge, that are moving towards motor competence and, and developing those skills and are also fun. Sometimes in finding the balance, it may not be a 10 out of 10 on the enjoyment scale, you know, every single time, but it can be a foundation to something deeper, to something that we can build upon that can that can become more meaningful in the future. So that's kind of how I think about it. I, I think for a lot of the teachers we've worked with and students, fun is so accessible. It's so easy. It's the first thing on students' minds, especially younger students. And so we do need to, uh, you know, to do some of that and to have that, but also to go a little bit deeper. And I think having those conversations with students and being intentional about saying as a teacher, as a practitioner, you know, I, I want there to be fun, but I also want there to be more than fun. Yeah, I think this will be such an interesting balance to explore further in, in, in more studies. And what I see also in exercise psychology, that there is a lot of conversations now around the affective experiences and kind of exercise interventions have been traditionally very cognitive oriented so goal setting and this is what you need to do to get to this and that what what you want to achieve and then studies showing that people are more likely to come back if they had a positive affective experience while they were doing that and that we should be paying much more our attention to that side of it instead of just kind of fostering motivation, goal setting, these kind of things. So it's a really, I think it's a balance that we'll explore in the future and it would be very valuable to explore future and how those can go coexist. That as you mentioned, yes, those fun experiences have their value, but then also how we find our way to go through those more challenging experiences because it brings us something that we value in the bigger picture of developing ourselves as a moving person. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So time is running. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think now it's a good time to have a little break. And so in the second part, we'll talk a bit about the new book on Meaningful PE that came out last year and your thoughts on kind of what Meaningful PE is and what it is not uh, based on your interactions uh, in research and practice. So thank you so much for the conversation so far. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. 
This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.